Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. All right. It is that time. <clears throat> I clear my throat. I apologize. My son was telling me the other day that I cleared my throat too much on the podcast. So I said, okay, all right. I will go out of my way not to do that. All right. I apologize for that if it happens because it's it's more of a, I wouldn't say a habit, but it depends on what time of year it is. You know what I mean? If you've got uh, pollen in the air or whatever, it, it seems like seems like I want to clear my throat more often than not. But anyway, I apologize for that. What I wanted to say and what I wanted to talk about today is I was, my wife and I were out doing some errands on Sunday. This is on a Sunday. And there are certain stores that I just absolutely refuse to go into. I, I don't know if you're like that, but there's just a couple that I would take a beating as opposed to going in there. You probably have your own your own particular version of that. There are certain ones that just irritate you to no end. I Nothing I hate worse, I don't know about you, and I, I know this is probably an idiosyncrasy of mine, that comes from being old and a dinosaur, and I've said this time and time again, I'm, I'm past the age of anyone caring about what I think. Because what is the demographic that everybody worries about? 18 to 45 year olds? I think that's the one. 18 to 45 year olds that's what everybody's looking for uh, especially in uh, advertisement uh, production you know tv that kind of thing they're looking at 18 to 45 that's the demographic that apparently they act like has money i don't i don't know what they're talking about i i truly don't you name me an 18 year old's got any money right what is that all about i, I guess the, the idea is that they're 18 year olds and if i can uh whip their mind or mold their mind into a certain way that when they do have money, they'll spend it on whatever I'm advertising. I don't know how that works. I, I'm sure a marketing person could, could set me straight on that. It just seems kind of counterintuitive. Wouldn't you think the thing to do would be to uh, advertise to the people who are who have some money in the bank? Uh, I guess maybe it's the fact that we, we don't spend it as readily as an 18-year-old does. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Because if you, if you look at what's in cinema today, it is all pretty much focused on the 18-year-old or even younger. And I guess, that's, I guess that's where, I guess they figure they're getting their money from their mom and dad. <laughs> I don't know. 18-year-olds, they act like they, run the, they, they rule the world and they know everything. And I always tell them, look, you can come to me with your, your uh, uh, you know, the way you want to mold the world into your version, and that's fine. But start paying your own cell phone bill and your own car insurance before you come to me and act like you got all the answers, right? Am I wrong on that? Because until then, you're actually suckling on the, you know, on the breast of your of your family for that for that matter. So anyway, that aside, again, <clears throat> we went to we went to an establishment, and um, I I sat out in the car. I, I'm not going in there. And it was in a it was in a larger a larger town near us. It wasn't. It's not a metropolitan area by any stretch. But it does. It's what do they say? 
anything over 17,000 people in a town now basically has everything the big, the big city has anymore. That's why you're seeing so much, so many more of these people from the big cities moving to the more rural areas. Uh, obviously, if you've got a town that's only got a thousand people, you're probably not going to have a Lowe's. But if you move to some place that's got, you know, maybe thirty thousand people living in the town, and then the surrounding communities add up to maybe fifty thousand, sixty thousand, you'll have a Lowe's. You'll have the big, the big, the big box stores. So. Obviously, that's one of them we were attending. We, we, we were going to, and I was, and I know I'd spent what is it almost five minutes into this, and I haven't gotten to the point yet. I apologize for that. It's Monday, give me a break. Uh, so we're sitting there. Well, I was sitting there, she was inside dealing with the whatever. I, I could go into some detail about that too, what I think, but anyway, she was inside taking care of business. I was sitting outside and I was basically people watching. Yeah, I used to do that. I remember my mother and father would go to the malls and we would buy something, but at the end of the day, my, my mother and father, they were really interested in just people watching, sitting on the, on the, you know, the benches and just watching people go by. And I kind of got into that habit too. And, you know, you kind of make up a, a story about, you see a couple walking and you say that guy does this she does this they're here doing you know you make up you make up stories about them <laughs> anyway so i'm basically doing that today or yesterday I'm sitting there watching people come out <laughs> and <laughs> now we don't have a mask mandate in missouri right now mask mandates have basically been tossed away uh, i saw an overweight woman with a family of i guess it was four coming out of this establishment white like i said overweight her husband was overweight uh kids they normal kids looking like but she was marrying a mask and so was he now i understand that some people if you're you're taking chemo that kind of thing maybe you want to protect yourself but i i, I looked at that and i thought what is going on here no one i mean there were there was there was a black couple that came out uh, Latino. Nobody's wearing a mask. I watched the entire time. I, no one was wearing a mask coming in or out. But this one couple, I, 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 is it is it habit that they do this? Because at the end of the day, if you've got even you know the slightest bit of intelligence, you can look this up. Now they they've had enough time for this to go by. You know that this doesn't work. And, and the reason I say it doesn't work is because if, if, you, if you compared the size of an atom to the size of a virus, you're talking about a de minimis difference. You're, you're talking about one to the power of negative 10 as opposed to one to the power of negative nine. Your mask is not going to stop anything. And I don't understand, is this just learned behavior? It, Am I, am I the only one that doesn't see this? Is this just learned behavior? Does someone, because I, I tell you what, it went on during World War II, and we'll get into that in just a second. But, but is, it, is it learned behavior or is it, is it uh, brainwashing? I, I, I don't know. Or is it just, is it comfortable? Do they feel more comfortable when they're doing this? Because I've seen, I've seen, you've seen them. You've seen people in cars by themselves wearing a mask. I, that one there blows me away. I don't understand that one at all. I've seen people out jogging in a park 
by themselves wearing a mask. Now this was during the, the epidemic, so supposedly epidemic. I understand that, but still, you're out in the fresh air and you're jogging and you're wearing a mask. I, I, I just don't get it. And I, I don't, I don't wanna dwell on the mask thing because that's kind of old news. But it's funny that it still exists in the society. I mean, now I see what are we trying to do. The government's trying to make, uh, they're trying to appeal the decision for public transportation. They, they want the masks on everybody. Uh, Los Angeles County has passed a law that says, you know, you still have to wear masks in LA County on mass transit, uh, public transportation anyway. And they're, they're, I, think, I think the colleges have reinstated a mask mandate and see, you see where I'm going with this. It seems like the dumb people live in cities, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Because it's LA County, that's a highly populated urban area. And then you've got the colleges, which normally are left-leaning liberal institutions. They're wearing them. And we've got a liberal president who's pushing, trying to get public transit to reinstate the mask mandate. I don't get it. I swear to God, there are days, and I sat there and watched this, and I watched what I consider, you, you know the, uh, the the movie or the uh, uh, series uh, Walking Dead, right? Folks, correct me if I'm wrong, but sure, you know, sure these people want to eat you. There's a lot of them out there, and I don't care where you go, you see zombies walking around. I, I saw, I, we were there, my wife was in there for about 15, 20 minutes. I saw at least five people I would have considered zombies. You could just see it in their eyes. We, we are living, I, I swear, I keep thinking I'm going to wake up from this nightmare at some point. I keep thinking, deep down inside, I must have had a bad LSD trip when I was in, a teenager or something. I didn't do drugs, but I'm just saying, maybe somebody slipped me some at some point. And maybe that little bit of chemical has been hiding in my brain for years. I keep thinking, is that what's going on here? Is this a drug-induced experience? Because I swear to God, folks, we are getting so numb to the weirdness in this country and this world anymore. It, it's going to become a learned behavior. It really is. I mean, it, I often wondered, and I've seen this. I, I, I've studied World War II. I've seen what happened during the... Uh, uh, concentration camps uh, what what could possibly what could you say to someone to get them to walk to their death willingly without just bolting you know I mean I can understand if you're in a position and you're being held and you're not in you know and you're in chains and you're and you're taken to your death like a, like a death row inmate I, I can see that I, I, I mean I understand that there's you have no way to fight back but for a woman and I've seen this, I've seen this in, in videos and stuff and, and read about it, you know, holding your child, going to your death, and you knew that's where you were going. And, and, you, and you, you were not, you had no chains on you, no bonds of any kind. I just don't understand that kind of behavior. I've never been in that, so maybe I can't really qualify that. But I have been in a position where they insisted we do something in America, the mass mandate for one, and, you know, uh, you know the... Uh, vaccinations, that kind of thing. And, you know, the, if you heard them tell the story, it was it was 
basically, it, especially when this first started, it was basically a death sentence if you didn't do both of those things. And I didn't do it. And I still to this day won't do it. So I don't understand this kind of logic. I, I think we've been brainwashed. I think there has been a organized, um, intense and subtle, it's intense, but it's subtle, kind of, I don't know if you've ever heard of MK Ultra, but it's, it's basically a, a brainwashing technique that the CIA used in the early 60s to get people to do things that they wouldn't normally do in order to promote, you know, and, and I don't know, come up with assassins. I mean, you've heard of the Manchurian candidate. It's basically the same thing. So I think that's what's happened here because America is in a lot of trouble. And I, I see it. Sometimes people just don't see it. It's what's the old saying? I don't see the forest for all the damn trees. Exactly. And if you just sit and watch and people in general, especially in, in places where there's a, a lot of uh, foot traffic, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, the obesity alone is beyond belief, but then you factor into it people walking around like they're, they're high all the time or that they've, they've, they've lost their minds. I mean, crazy people. I saw a guy at this particular establishment he was, he was walking around in circles, small circles, on the side of the building in small circles. That's all he did the entire time I was there. All he was doing. And he, and he was act, he was smoking a cigarette and walking around. Uh, obviously, he was tweaking, uh, if you know what that means. But, we, again, we're, we're in zombie land here. It, it's like we're in, we're, we're in a... Uh, an episode of the, you know, The Walking Dead. I, I've never seen anything like it. We we are in so much trouble. I, I was listening to a podcast today or yesterday uh, by a guy named uh, Mark Dice. You, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but you need to look him up. He's an a, a accomplished author. And uh, anyway, he was being questioned by another individual. Great, great show. And the individual, the commentator, was asking him. So, what do you what do you think about these? Uh, you know, big cities, what, what do you think is going to happen? And he said, he said, I've had some experience in this. He said, your liberal run cities, uh, let's say New York, Los Angeles, Seattle, uh, Chicago. He said, they are so bad right now and things are so upside down and he went into some detail of what, you know, you talk about homeless, you talk about uh, the cost of living, uh, the politics alone, the liberal leaning, the, the public schools, the infrastructure itself. It, everything is crumbling. Everything is crumbling in these big cities. And he said it would take, if you started today, you started today, you're looking in order to turn these cities around, you're looking at least two decades two decades, 20 years to get these cities back to normal. And that's if you want to do it. That's if you've got maybe a competent uh, mayor of San Francisco or Los Angeles working and you've got um, the city council that's on board with it. Maybe the state's on board with it. We want to rebuild these cities and bring them back up to where they're, what they were once before. You're looking at 20 years. And let's just say he's, let's just say, for the sake of argument, 
that he's wrong by 50%. Okay? Let's just say that he, he he's exaggerating for effect. All right. Let's say it's it's a decade, folks. A decade. Some of us won't even see that. So cities like St. Louis, which I, I'm close to here, uh, cities like Chicago, like New York, like L.A., Seattle, Portland, all of these, they're going to be hell holes for at least 10 years. And if that's, that's if they're working on it. And none of them are. None of them are. We've got, in, in L.A. County alone, I think there's 141,000 homeless. 141,000 homeless in one county. You're not going to turn that around overnight. So it's going to be decades before this happens. I don't know what we're going to do, folks. I don't know what we're going to do. And we still, to this day, are still being hypnotized by the mainstream media. And I know this, 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 this podcast is not really about anything in general. It's more of a rant. I, I mean, I'm just asking, have you seen this? And I, I'm sure you have. You're listening to me, so you've got some kind of idea uh, that what's going on out there is not right. Because that's all I talk about, for the most part. Why, the way I see it. The way, I guess old school would be the word, word you would use. But I mean, it's, it's, we are in a lot of trouble. And I think people should at least admit to it. And, and I, you get a lot of people who just absolutely won't admit to it. They, they, they are steadfastly, they think everything's going great. And it's not. It's not. It, it's just not. It's, it's going to get worse. I, I hate to be a bummer on a Monday, but things are not going to get much better. We are, f- what, 453 or 455 days into this presidency. Uh, legitimate or not, I don't know. I mean, I know what it is, but I can't say it because if this goes on YouTube, they'll, they'll, they'll throw it off because... They, they, they don't want to hear anything about the 2020, right? They don't want to hear about that. And they don't want you hearing about it, no, no matter what the evidence points to. So we're 500, what, 455 days into this presidency, and we, I can't believe how, our, how our, our country has been turned upside down in that amount of time. It's, it's, it's almost unprecedented. I've never seen anything like it. And I hope, I hope that we're on the path to recovery at some point, but I don't think it's going to be under this guy. And, I, and again, this is not news to anyone. Anybody that's listening to me probably believes the same thing. And if you don't, then you really need to take a look at it because summer is going to be tough this year. I really believe that the um, the end of summer, I, we're going to see we're going to see food riots. We're going to see it's especially going to be in the third world. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. You're going to see things. Now you may not see it on mainstream media, but you're going to have to look around a little bit more. There are ways to see things other than what, you know, the mainstream media has to put out there. So anyway, again, and I, I believe it fully. I think we are currently living in a, an insane asylum. I, I really do. Never seen anything like it. So anyway, uh, again, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. It gives me a way to get it off my chest. And hopefully I, I give you some ideas or insights into things maybe you hadn't thought about. Or if nothing else... If you're thinking about it, and I confirm that I'm thinking about it, you know there's somebody else out there thinking the same thing. Okay? All right. Well, we will be right back with the news. This is the Average Joe Podcast. Average Joe Podcast. All right. Let me get my sheet here. I've misplaced it. 
<laughs> ah, here it is. Okay. First story of the day. Not sure you, you've seen this, but uh, apparently there is confirmation that Joe Biden actually met with Hunter Biden's colleagues at the White House while he was vice president and president. Now, this means that everything that Joe said prior to the, the election and even after the election is a bald-faced lie. Of course he knew about his dealings, his son's dealings overseas. He knew exactly what he was doing. He met with the people. Rosemont Seneca is one of them. Okay? That's one of the, this guy, this Rosemont Seneca, that is the equivalent of the mafia. And, and they were at the, they were within a stone's throw in the White House of the President of the United States. And they're letting people in there who are well-known criminals. And, and nobody says a word about it. Nobody. As a matter of fact, Wikipedia deleted the Rosemont Seneca page about this. All it does is it redirects you to Hunter Biden, a Hunter, Hunter Biden site, which goes into some detail about his, his uh, the laptop and so forth. But the interesting thing is we're not, we don't care about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is a private citizen. He can do whatever he wants. He can answer to the, to the, uh, the authorities and, and his, his moral conduct. I mean, he's, he's got other people to answer about that. I don't care about him. I'm more interested in the fact that the President of the United States has lied about meeting with people that his son was doing illegal business deals with. That's what I'm worried about. That's what I think the mainstream media should be going crazy about. But instead, what are we going crazy about? We're going crazy about Twitter is reconsidering Musk's takeover bid. And I think what I read just a minute ago was that they're, they may even make a, a counteroffer or agree to this, this sale today or tomorrow. Because I think their, I think their uh, first quarter earnings are coming out on Tuesday. So there's something that has to do with the timing here. So I don't know. Musk may pull this off. Apparently he does have the financing from what I understand because you have to file that with the SEC. So it's, it's got to be on the up and up. So I hope, it pull, I hope he pulls it off and I hope he turns the thing around. I really do. I really do. I'm all for him. Again, not a big fan, but hey, if you can pull this off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take back some of the stuff I said about you. Okay. Uh, here's an interesting one. Google is rolling out a feature that corrects you with woke, inclusive language on anything you're typing. Okay, now I don't know if you've ever used Google Docs. It's a great service. There are alternatives to it, which I'm going to look into before long, where you can type a letter or you can type a, anything, anything. It's all, it's all words, and you know they, they do uh, spelling corrections, grammar corrections, that kind of things. But now they've, they've added a feature that will make sure that you're using inclusive language. Okay, so instead of policeman or landlord, it will warn you. If you use the word policeman, from what I've seen, a little box will pop up and it will say, you need to rethink this language because these are gendered uh, terms and they may uh, not be inclusive to all readers. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. It, it, it is, Google is literally taking on the role of the Ministry of Truth, if you've ever written or read or seen the movie, uh, Orwell's 1984. That's exactly what they're doing. They're taking on the role of the Ministry of Truth. 
and there's no getting around it. That's exactly what they're doing. When you when you can t- sometimes policemen or landlord, and I mean I'm talking I'm not talking about those two words exclusively, like they're the only ones. No, no, they're talking about men, women, children. It's unbelievable, unbelievable what's going on. It's 1984. I didn't know that was a. I thought that was a, a, a fictional book, but apparently it's 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 more of a, a, a manual on how to do things. I, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. Now, this means a U.S. ambassador under Trump has admitted that Trump would have prevented war in Ukraine. Okay, she didn't say it. It was like a backhanded compliment because this broad, her name is Maria... Yovanovitch, Yovanovitch, yes. Now, she testified at the impeachment trial in 2019. So she's not a fan of Trump's. And she was on a PBS interview, naturally, and PBS is not a fan of Trump's either. But she did say that Trump probably would have given, uh, she said it was not a good thing. She said Trump preventing war would not have been a good thing. Can you believe that? Trump preventing war would not have been a good thing. It wouldn't have been a positive. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I, these people are beyond the pale when it comes to just hypocrisy. And it's just, it's, it's outrageous saying something like that. Now, she said, she said that uh, he probably would have uh, dismantled NATO indirectly, which he did. He wanted everybody to pay their fair share. He doesn't. He didn't think. Not this is. I'm talking about Trump. He did not think that the United States footing the bill for NATO pretty much exclusively was the way to go. I don't know about you, but I mean, I go to a country club and I pay uh, my my dues, and I see people there that aren't paying their dues. I'm a little upset. I'm thinking, how's this work? Same thing with NATO. We're footing the bill, and you got all these other uh, countries in NATO not paying their, their, their country club dues. Okay, so I, I agree with that. NATO should be disbanded, in my opinion. It serves no purpose whatsoever. That's my opinion. The UN should be too. They do nothing good. They All they do is negative. But she's saying, like I said, it was kind of a backhanded compliment. She said, this wouldn't have happened. He would have, pre- he would have prevented war because she says he would acquiesce to Putin. I don't call it acquiescing. I say it's making a deal. He would have given, he would have worked with Zelensky, or the government in Ukraine, and the government in Russia, and he would have made a deal where everybody's happy, or at least not unhappy. That's what he would have done. So apparently that's a bad thing. So she was she was being a negative about Trump saying that. I, I, it, it, I don't get it. I don't know how you can say that with a straight face. Uh, let's see, another, another story. Colorado man. Lit himself on fire outside the Supreme Court on Earth Day. Uh, his name, he was 50 years old. His name was Wynn Bruce. Uh, he's a Buddhist, and he was a climate activist. Okay? Now, first of all, you're a Colorado man. You're in the Supreme Court. You're outside the Supreme Court. How did you get there? Did you walk? Did you walk? Did you take a plane? Did you take a car? Did you take a bus? Did you take a taxi? Did you take an Uber? How'd you get there? I want to ask this guy. Of course, he's dead now. But I want to ask these kind of people. So it was okay for you to to fly on a plane from Colorado to Washington, D.C. 
take a taxi or a bus. That's all these are run by petroleum products. That's what he's. That's his bitch. Okay, he's upset because of climate change and CO two. Okay, fine. You can be upset about that, but you can't at the same time use the very items that are that are creating the climate change that you're so against. That's ridiculous. Now, if you'd have walked from Colorado to the Supreme Court or taken a buggy, maybe I could I almost see your point. Maybe I, I you give me it would give you a little bit more credibility. Nonetheless. I, and on top of that, what did he burn himself up with? I guarantee it was gasoline. Gasoline. Yeah. So you went out and bought gasoline, set yourself on fire, created a a carbon footprint. I mean, I, come on, give me a break. These people are. This is more of the lunatics. This is this is part of the insane asylum we're living in, folks. Right there, right there. Uh, speaking of insane asylums, let's go to France. Macron, the horrible, by the way, wins again after he started a fraud investigation into his opponent Le Pen. Okay. All I can say about the French people is, you're like California. I don't care anymore. You had your shot at getting rid of this idiot, and you didn't take it. And I don't mean about a you know um, election that's tainted or whatever. I'm talking about you should have been overwhelming. Le Pen should have gotten. I don't even know. Le Pen's not the best in the world, but Macron is the worst in the world. So you're telling me it, sh it should have been 95 to five percent. You know, 95 for Le Pen and 5% for Macron. Unfortunately, apparently the French people are morons. So he got 72%. She got like 56 or something. Or, no, that wasn't right. What was that? Anyway, she won, he won by about 12 points. 12 points. Yeah. 12 points. The French people are idiots. Canadian people are idiots. I, I mean, not all of them, of course. But when you let people like... Uh, Trudeau, you let him have two, two terms, really? Uh, same thing in in California. Newsom, I don't feel sorry for you, and I can see why people are moving out. I really can. That you can only fight it for so long and only put up for with it for so long. So, uh, let's see. Beijing residents, this is Beijing, China. Beijing residents are scrambling to stockpile food as new COVID outbreak are detected in Beijing, folks, in Beijing. They're going to shut that place down, too. Yeah, over... A, most, of these, most of these run their course, and they become weaker. They become more uh, contagious. If you've, if you've looked at it or read anything about immunology and this kind of thing, it, it, it runs its course. This is all fake. They're wanting to shut down the world economy again, and I think they're going to pull it off. Because you've got Shanghai shut down, and now you're going to have Beijing in the next, I'd say, week. China's playing games again, and and they think and they think Russia's our biggest uh, biggest problem. Not even close. Not even close. Uh, and speaking of idiots, Saki, the uh, press secretary, she was she was quoted Friday as saying, uh, "Limitations on Biden have not allowed." Now this is limitations. Limitations. He's been, he's been limited by what he can do. And she had the audacity to say, Biden, limitations on Biden have not allowed people to see his magic. <laughs> his magic, folks. He's so good that he's going to just, 
And and if it wasn't for you Republicans giving him a hard time, even though you got you've got the uh, a majority in both House and Senate, you know, if it wasn't for you guys and you smelly Walmart people out there in America, we could unleash Biden's magic. Unbelievable. I, I, I tell you, it's it's embarrassing. I don't know how a person can say that and sleep at night. I, I'd be embarrassed saying something like that. Uh, and speaking of more idiots, L.A., L.A., Los Angeles, California, uh, sees over a 50% increase in homeless deaths during COVID. All right. Now, you would think they would all be COVID-related, but overdoses are leading the cause. That's all you need to know. L.A. County, 141,000 homeless and growing, growing by the minute. Okay, and it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. So you're gonna have overdoses. That means they're doing drugs right out on the street. And apparently, Los Angeles is thrilled about that. I guess. I I, I don't know where these people are coming from. Uh, and we'll end on this one. I thought this was pretty good. Now, so we'll go from that extreme to Florida, where a Santa Rosa County sheriff in Florida, his name is Bob Johnson, which I'm a little skeptical about that because Bob Johnson, really? That's the best you could do? I, I mean, that sounds like a name you would give when you're having an affair with somebody at a hotel. Uh, Bob Johnson, yeah. But anyway, nonetheless, I did look it up. He does exist. Uh, he made a pro stand your ground comment. Now, Florida has stand your ground. In other words, you don't have to run because someone is coming at you and causing you harm. You can stand your ground. He made a comment. And he said uh, and they, they had a somebody that they were... <laughs> They had 20 cops chasing this guy. He had, he had burglarized a whole group of homes in a neighborhood. Uh, he had a history. They said they'd been dealing with him since he was 13 years old. And one of the residents took a shot at him. And so anyway, once the guy was captured and it was all, you know, it all calmed down and everything, the, the, uh, the uh, sheriff said, hey, hey, you're more than welcome to shoot him. That's what he said. You're more than welcome to shoot them. If they're coming into your house and they're not invited and they're looking to do you harm or steal from you, you're more than welcome to shoot them. Hey, sounds smart to me. How about you? I think that would cut down on, on the burglaries in America if a burglar knew, if I break into that house, there may be somebody back there with a 12-gauge shotgun who's going to take me out. Maybe I won't do that. Call me wacky, but that sounds like that sounds like uh, how that would work out. It's worked out in Texas. You don't see as many carjackings in Texas as you do in New York. You just don't. Because they're afraid the person in that car may be armed and will shoot them. So it's a deterrent. Say what you want. Uh, anyway, that's all I got today. Glad I got to talk to you today. It makes me feel better. It'll help my day. And I appreciate you listening. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. And remember, it's uh, April 25th, and Joe Biden is still the worst president in American history. Let's go, Brandon. As always, thanks for listening to The Average Joe Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong. <laughs>